terrible. Come on, they call me, and they, and they call me, and they call me one take, uh, normally. But anyway, um, hello, my name's Dan, and my name's Matt, and we welcome you to Dan and Matt's football chat. Excellent. Okay, here we are. Well, just really a welcome back um, to our difficult second series. Um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, you, you may have heard us before, uh, you may not have heard us before, and we will give a sort of brief reintroduction, I suppose, in a minute, just for those who don't know us and have never heard us before. Um, I suppose, in terms of what our podcast is, um, just a bit of history. I went to the World Cup last year, did a bit of podcasting from there because it was it was, and I started quite liking it and enjoying it. And then Matt, when I got back, Matt was keen to do a bit, and we found we quite liked it. And then we got some feedback from people at home, um, and I say home like Australia and England probably are two homes. We'll come to that later. Um, and yeah, we just talk about football and um, yeah, anything you want to add to that, Matt? In, in yeah, just football, random stuff, things that pop into our head as we have a wide variety of lived experience. And right. um, yeah, as it, as the term is now. And I think, yeah, I, I tagged on to your, your uh, World Cup podcast that you did. It was great. And um, here we are about, Six months later, we've had Christmas. We've uh, we've run off the um, the turkey and the, all the pudding and everything else over those last six months, and um, here we well, are. I hope so. It's June. Again. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in Australia, you've got Christmas in July, obviously That's as true. well. That's so, coming up. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Good to be back. I know we've we've talked about it on and off for a little while, and there's quite a lot. Of, a lot of things have happened in the last sort of six months or so. Anyway, so life um events so yeah here we are um if you if you listen to this the first time you know we are called danamats football chat we we do talk a bit about football but please don't let that put you off we do talk about other things as well um part of our lived experience and perhaps we'll just sort of reintroduce ourselves matt for those that don't know us many of you will know me personally many of like our mums will probably listen to this and they may be maybe just a viewing audience of just two but anyway hopefully a few more (laughs) but um yeah i um grew up in england i emigrated to australia in 2008 i live in the in beautiful mornington in sort of an hour south of melbourne um and i have children here and um i um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher by trade i left the classroom after about 20 years a few years ago just to work sort of centrally and i'm enjoying that it's sort of probably freeing me up to do things like this which probably as a teacher wasn't really able to or didn't feel uh, able to mentally just didn't have anything left in the tank um we're, we're sort of somewhere we're sort of we're discussing this we're sort of floating somewhere in between being sort of english and australian we're probably not english anymore because we haven't been there for a while and and um but obviously our formative years were spent there so we probably feel Feel like we're kind of English, but the, the, the passport doesn't lie. And um, yeah, we, I am, a, we are sort of card carrying Australians also, and we love living where we do. And I have no plans to return for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Sunderland fan um, for my sins. Uh, my dad did a bit of a job on me. He's from the area. Um, if he's from Sunderland and sort of made me into a fan, certainly not a glory hunter. Can't be, can't be accused of that. Um, and I'll, look, I'll, I'll talk more Sunderland later. Um, I do love all, like football, and I t- actually I like all sport. And I think I was actually reflecting the other day, Matt. The I think yeah. I'm turning more to sport in in the kind of you know all the kind of poisonous stuff that you see in the media and the and the sort of yeah. particularly not just social media. I kind of I'm kind of sort of grabbing on tighter to sport. I think because it kind of it's a certainty and it kind of transcends those yeah. sort of play. sorry to get really deep this early on but it just no no up. no 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 that's yeah, fairly yeah. Well, yeah. well it's an introduction and to be fair that's not an unusual thing to happen yeah. when we yeah. start anyway, over to you man you introduce yourself now 
Wow. Well, how do I follow that, ladies and gentlemen? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, blimey. Um, well, obviously, I'm in Australia as well. Um, known Dan since I think we worked out once. Basically, we probably first met at school, aged eleven. So technically, yeah. that's thirty-six years ago. Yeah. So what? September. Yeah. So what? A long time ago. Um, so yeah, um, I'm a I'm a mental health nurse, and I live in Australia with my family. Moved over a few years after Dan living. Um, just down the road in lovely Mount Martha, yes, and uh, it's very nice. Um, and I, I really do like football. I I support Arsenal, and the reason I support Arsenal is because obviously I'm a glory hunter. But um, <laughs> my mum, my mum. No, knew that I liked army stuff and guns when I was a kid and bought an Arsenal badge off of the market stall in Sevenoaks in Kent um, to sew on my uh, little jacket because she thought I'd like it because it had a gun on the front. So that's basically why I support Arsenal. So there isn't any real family connection or anything like that at all uh, with it. Um, yeah, uh, so that, that's basically it really. And growing up in South East England, most people, if they didn't support Liverpool, Man United or Everton mm, in the 80s, yeah. they would generally support a London club. Uh, yeah, so that's that bit. My kids, I've got two boys, they play football since the age of three and they, they're they getting a bit older now in their late teens, they're still playing. And so I've spent a lot of time in junior football as a parent, biting my tongue, occasionally shouting stuff out that I've later regretted. But, you know, it, you live and you learn. And um, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, Dan, as you get older, uh, the world looks a bit scary sometimes and I just want a bit chill and I actually do find there's three there's three websites that I, I go on the most I think it's The Guardian obviously uh, The Daily Mail obviously and Football 365 because I basically just I, yeah The Daily Mail you like reading Boris to, Johnson you, is, that, is that why? Or? oh I love it no you've got to you've got to go uh, you've got to go with the yin and the yang but no yeah, um, yeah you probably do need to read a bit of balance my, my dad yeah exactly I, I, think, I, I think they're just I think they're kind of both as funny as each other but actually I think that that, I, actually, that art has been lost Matt I think that, that yeah. kind of balance that, that seeking out like balanced like different views like i think yeah people want to just live in an in a chamber where they're echoed views of like their own uh, yeah, i know uh, i know algorithms on social media are set up that way but i think increasingly yeah. people don't want to be challenged i think it's really sad but anyway so i'm getting deep yeah. again I, can't really I was gonna say the twice. intros uh the intros really, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah we're rambling yeah. here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. rambling think, already going, yeah. going, going yeah. back to like the actual podcast itself i think yeah um we obviously talk football we've got the women's world cup <laughs> yeah. coming up in 20 <laughs> days indeed yeah, and I think yeah. that we're excited about that. We're going to actually attend some mm. games live and give you some sort Hope of so. yeah. some fans. Well, if you come up with the tickets, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully. We're working no, no on pressure. that. No pressure. We're working on yeah. that. But um, we, we have a, a sort of, yeah, we'll be sort of boots on the ground, as it were, at Melbourne's Rectangular Stadium. Uh, yes. And um, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a bit of work on that. Um, we, yeah. we're, look, we're not competing with the sports journalists who have other podcasts because no. that, that's not that we're more yeah we're not, we're not going to compete with full-time we have full-time jobs Matt we can't do that um yep. but we um we hopefully will will you know be a good listen and we'll also um yeah in terms of what's new those that have listened to us before you'll notice our amazing new intro music um yeah which, we, which was which was written for us yeah uh, original score uh, by my friend John in um Jordan Hill in Glasgow so thank you to John because it's wonderful yeah, thanks, we love John. it um, and if you ever need any um, <laughs> of any sort, then I can certainly send you on his contact details. Um, we um, we also have a website, which is exciting, we do. Um, which will be a kind of 
I suppose a conduit to all our uh, our, our recordings um, and then some pictures, some other some bits and pieces, photos. some great yeah. photos. Yeah, yeah, so it is Dan and Matt's footballchat.com, which was Correct. quite original, originally titled. Yeah. Um, and we, um, we'll also have a social media presence. I, I'm actually taking yeah. a little bit of a break on social media. I'm mostly like reading books and sort of meditating these days. You know, I don't, don't go for that. <laughs> um, but we are actually going to come back on social media because we've kind of worked out that we kind of have to uh, yeah. <laughs> in order to promote <laughs> and share things. Um, but look, you know, I'm, I'm going into it with a positive view. Um, yes. But yeah. Okay. Is there anything I've well, missed, Matt, for, as a kind of intro? No, like, I don't think so. Have um, we covered everything? Um, yeah, I think so. I do slightly feel that you're taking a, you know, a, a teaching approach to this by uh, checking in at that stage. That's good. Yeah, Formative so, assessment. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So anything that yeah. we've missed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Um. I, I, yeah. Just it's just good to be back. And uh, obviously, we do have a, a bit of a back catalogue as well of stuff if people want to have a listen. Um. To the the early years, uh, as it were. So the, <laughs> the, the you know. Um. And also, I, I was reading. A, I think I saw a stat. Um. That most attempted podcasts sort of very few don't get to like 10 episodes so so okay. something so i think so i think you you're already there dan because you you did a few already um when you did the world cup ones before i oh, jumped yeah. on when you came back so you know i think if we do another i think, I I wonder, think if we t- yeah. if we do five together we've basically got to 10 and, and hardly any do so i wonder what, you know, what i wonder what determines the goal that. is it like i <laughs> like I suppose enjoying it, right? Like, then like, and that, I, I reckon that a lot of people through. just probably have conversations like we've had of, "Hey, let's do a and podcast." They, but they don't. Yeah. They don't make it big within like six months <laughs> and then give up. Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah or they, okay. or they Fair just, enough. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's, anyway. So I thought that was that was good. So no, I think it's just nice to be back and having a chat. And we've got a few things we want to get the ball rolling. So yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, we we will talk about football now. Because that, that's what our oh, name yeah. suggests, um, and yeah, we we'll probably I think we'll start with the with the championship if you don't mind. Um, Go for it. And I mentioned earlier, I'm a Sunderland fan. Uh, my half my family from, are from Sunderland, and that's the reason I I'm a tragic um, Mackham. Um, just where Sunderland are now is so far away from where they were probably, you know, 13, 14 months ago. I compare, we're in the playoffs this year, which was a complete, like, amaz- amazement. We had a, it was a brilliant final day of the season when we, we hammered Preston and then Millwall looked like they were through at half time. And no commiserations to them, but they did totally, um, yeah, joke. Uh, and Sunderland just managed to... Um, yeah, exploit that. But then actually being there compared to, you know, 12 months previously, we were in the player final. We beat Sheffield Wednesday um, in the semis and then we we beat um, Wickham at Wembley. But the nerves with that, because there was such fear of failure. Sunderland, you know, it's, it's always trotted out. Oh, they're too big to be in, the, you know, certainly the third tier, yeah. probably even too big to be in the championship. Some would argue I certainly would. Um, and I think being so nervous in that Wickham game and then, Obviously, winning that game, but that was that was that was such a release. This time, it was fun. It was like they're in the playoffs. We didn't expect to be. You know, it's our first yeah. season up. We were playing. We had no striker. Uh, we had no recognised centre backs, and we somehow finished in the playoffs. I don't know how we did it. And we we had these amazing young players, and we actually seems to be hanging on to them for next season, which is also uh, I'm optimistic about. Uh, and we've signed, you know, the stronger Bellingham brother, uh, which is fantastic for us. Uh, I think the you know the the um the, the lesser one's gone off to Real Madrid, but we've signed. 
you know, the yeah. one that's probably got a few more prospects, probably a bit more of a ball player, you know, box to box. And so, and, it's, and we had Ahmad Diallo, who's probably the best loan signing I've ever seen. Like, we, we scored about four or five goals, which, honestly, I've never seen a Sunderland team score. <laughs> like, I, we're actually playing good football. We were passing the ball. Yeah. We, were, we were actually trying to actually, you know, score, good, play good football. Sunderland have always been pragmatic ever since I've, my whole life, we've always yeah. relied on, you know, hard work, um, a very combative midfield, um, maybe some some tricky wing play, but uncomplicated um, in the final third. And this season has been anything but that. We've had, you know, Patrick Roberts, who does more nutmegs in the game. I've honestly, he does two or three every game. And I'm not exaggerating. He, yeah. he, it's, he's a bit of a nutmeg specialist if you ever get to see him play. Jack <laughs> Clark, he's fantastic. He's, you know, he's, he kind of, he was signed for big money to Spurs when he was younger didn't quite work out for him. all these you know, all these young players go to these big teams I no did, chance I did notice, of getting in the team yeah. and I they sit notice, and they, um, rot, they rot in the reserves and then they get a loan yeah. and then they suddenly have like this kind of renaissance and he's yeah. exactly that and look at I think Palace are in for him at the moment but I don't know I don't know whether he'll go or not um, Ross Stewart who's amazing player but didn't play for half the season because he was injured but every time he came back he couldn't stop scoring but again as I said before we didn't have a striker so Sunderland are in a really good place um, yeah. And, um, you know, Tony Mowbray is an experienced manager. He was underwhelming signing when we, when he signed. I was like, oh, mm. Tony Mowbray, you know, he's been around the traps a bit. You know, he he left Blackburn, he'd left West Brom. He, he, um, but I think actually talking, when you actually see him interviewed, you, you, he's a really genuine guy. Like, and there's not that many of them in around. It's, he's really... He's really upfront about things. And uh, yeah, so look, Sunderland are in a great place. I've got a lot of love for Sunderland this year. I've watched more Sunderland games this year than I ever have, I think, because I was being entertained. I was actually watching it thinking, <laughs> we're going to score a goal here and yeah. we might get two or three. And as I said, we scored, we, scored, we scored a goal against Reading, which was like back to front and pretty much every play on the field touched it. Uh, Ahmad Diallo, I can't believe he's not going to walk into that Man United team. They signed Anthony and he's, from what I can see, I admit it's championship and I get it. It's a, it's a level he below. He looks a good player. He looks he's amazing. He's got player, no backlift. Yeah. He can just strike the ball and he's just, yeah, he's, and he's a lot, he's, he seems like a lovely, lovely guy as well when he's interviewed. He's, he, um, yeah, so look. I'm, pi- I, I'm, I I'm picking up your enthusiasm, Dan. You're very, uh, very yeah, well, excited. Look, I'm not yeah. normally, Matt. I'm very glass no, empty normally with Sunderland. And look, in life, having said that, because I am, it'll probably be a relegation yeah, dogfight yeah. next season because I'm feeling so positive. Well, I do remember speaking to you at the start of the season. And you were very much like basically anywhere above relegation. Yeah, yeah. And, you're and we got into the playoffs. All, yeah, so, exactly. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and we played such good. And it was more about the feel, the vibe, right? Totally. It wasn't just, it wasn't yeah, just, can, yeah. wasn't just the results. Yeah. Like, because you had, yeah. you know, take a step back. Burnley ran away with it. Um, Sheffield yep. United were, were on their tails, maybe not quite as impressive. The interesting thing for Burnley, the company inspired Burnley, is what mm. football are they going to play next year? Because they played a very expansive, um, open, you know, attacking style, knowing that they probably had on paper a better team than most of the opposition they were coming yeah. up against. They're not going to have that now. They're going to have half the half the division with on paper like better players. So are they going to keep playing this expansive style or are they going to like shut up shop a la well, they, They're probably they going to have a, a couple of heavy defeats and that, you know, you'd imagine, you know, you come up into the Premier League and you get, you lose a couple of games for, yeah. for nil, five nil, that yeah. kind of stuff. It, it's hard, but uh, yeah, it'd be, I'd be, I mean, I look, I barely got to see them um, mm. obviously because my world completely revolves around the Premier League and mm. everything else is in, insignificant. But no, I like, uh, <laughs> that's a joke, obviously. Um, no, but uh, yeah, no, I take your word for it, but it is really interesting. Um, 
seeing you so excited about Sunderland and also like you said about the vibe because obviously it's slightly different with Arsenal because whilst there's been the whole you know the sort of rebuilding of Arsenal with um, Arteta over the last three years or so which included winning an FA Cup so it's not to be sniffed at but um, that's actually what um, I've felt and um, just it's sort of the Arsenal I don't know like media blogs you know all that kind of stuff that I listen to and read everyone is saying it's like a vibe thing um, and you know because we're so trendy aren't we we're saying the vibes is that what <laughs> vibes but um, it, but it is actually like it's a feeling and that's actually like um, what I really liked about this season for me but the, I think it sounds the vibe, like for you is you, yeah, yeah the, you get a feeling that it's positive you don't think oh I'm going to win anything it's just actually this is really it's actually enjoyable <laughs> it's really good you I know? think the vibe so, comes second yeah. though right second though right because yeah. it's you know sport is about well drawing and winning and, and yeah. trying not to learn not losing. And if you do that enough, then, yeah. then you know, success breeds success. Positivity bring, breeds positivity. I think the vibe is 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 a sort of, you know, and, and coaches will try and tell you that it's the other way around and they, they yeah. build the culture. You know, I'm in schools. We're always talking about, oh, what's our values? What's our culture? And we have, everything yeah. must be informed by our yeah. values and culture. And it's like, yes, that's right um, as yeah. a building block. But sports a bit different to sort of life and businesses because it's like, uh, well, maybe not all conventional businesses, but you know, it's it's like you have to get the results happening because yeah, no matter how good your that. culture is yeah. and how good your vibe is, it, it yeah. evaporates if you're slipping down the league. And you know, look at Everton for example, you know that their culture and you kind of go, Ooh, well, yeah. they they had a. They might have, they might have tried. They've obviously tried to build a positive culture, and they, it hasn't worked out for them. It's not like people haven't tried to do it, but it's no. um it's um they've survived, you know, by the skin of their teeth, and they'll try and rebuild again. But so I think you know, but then people did doubt Arteta, didn't they? Sort of segueing into the the Premier League. Maybe I'll just let you talk yeah. a bit more about about that. Well, yeah, well. look, I can talk about that, but I was actually going to say before we talk about that, I, I think the vibe thing is just that f- you as a fan, I think I'm meaning it more like that. Mm. Like you okay. get it as a feeling, you know, but also um, what, uh, you know, you, how's the how's the championship been this year? Because obviously, you, you, like you said, you, you, Burnley ran away with it pretty much. You know, yeah. you, um, Sheffield United, United were close behind, and then, and then Luton, players, yeah. obviously the Luton, you know, the Luton yeah, story, I mean, which is yeah. the Luton story is pretty amazing because uh, you know, especially in Australia where. You know, a lot of people maybe don't remember Luton. I can remember, I can remember Luton beating Arsenal in watching it on the telly when they beat us in the League Cup final in 1988, and 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 it was like. What, you know, they were they back then. I remember as a kid, it was like this. There's this tiny team that are sort of an upstart team, yeah. you know, and 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 the kind of it's come full circle almost. You know, where they've been in the national league and then they've ended up back in the Premier League in what ten was it ten years or so ago? They're in the national league. I can't remember, but, but um, I yeah, just so I think just I just, from your think, point of view, yeah. Well, look, look Luton. <clears throat> Playing Luton over the last couple of years, they're yeah. they're not nice to play against. They're they're muscular. They're combative. Um, they, um, while I really, um, you know, feel for the fans having been on their knees in the national mm. league and it's a great story. It's a, it's a wonderful yeah. romantic story for the fans. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they, they don't play a very nice brand of football and like, I can probably stand on my, my, um, uh, my ivory tower, my, my, um, yes. yeah, my pedestal as a Sunderland fan who plays Pedal good stall. football for once, yeah. plays quite good football. Yeah. Um, yeah. but look, but that's a pragmatic star. Their, their players are yeah. drawn from, you know, probably the, the tier below predominantly yeah. and then other, other, 
players. And look, maybe that's really offensive. As you said, we probably lost our one Luton Town fan that was <laughs> logged on. Um, but look, I'm, I'm really, I am generally pleased for them. Um, but they haven't. They're not nice that's to play nice against, and they don't, you don't leave yeah. the a game with them thinking, "Oh, what a lovely." Um, advert you, for, the, for the beautiful you, game, um, so yeah, they're not but nice, but they have to do that as a pragmatic style, I suppose, because of their because of their resources, uh, and and it's yeah. worked. They they played for two years. They played that style. And they they just missed out, you know, last year in the playoffs, and they've just done it this year. So I, and and it's a great story, um, you know, the centre half, um, you know, get collapsing and going yeah, to hospital, was, and but apparently he's all right. So that's great. Yeah, news. that was mad. And that he's was, a great yeah. player. He scored actually in the yeah. in the Sunderland game, but um, yeah. So would um, you so swap that, places with them? Um, probably. Oh, the, yeah, I would. Um, yeah. People say oh, it's too soon, but I mean, you know, I think I'm very, as I get older, it's like it's the fans a, a day out. They get go, to go to Anfield, they get to go to the Emirates, yeah. go to Old Trafford, um, and they get to, you know, they get to go get outplayed at Sir James's Park. Um, you know, the, the they but they get days out. They get a day out, and yeah. and that's actually more important. And look, we'll probably we'd probably go. Whoever comes up is is. You know, money, money on to go. That is odds on to go down again. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Tony Mowbray said this. Said, "No, it's you know, it's never too early to go up to the Premier League. It's where no. everyone wants to oh, go." Yeah. Having said that, the Championship is a better league. <laughs> like, you know, all all other things being equal, and they're not equal, by the way, because yeah. the Premier League is there's much more. Yeah, the eyes are on you, and there's more money, and there's more prestige, and all those things. And obviously, Champions League, and and so on. But yeah. and that's but that's for Sunderland. That's something that happens, you know, looking upward to teams above you. Not something that maybe for us, but right now. But um, yeah. yeah, look, I definitely swap places. Well, are we ready? No. Would we need to make three or four key signings? Yes. Would it work out? Probably not. You know. But I'm just all about the chance and the um the the, the chance to. For the fans to just go go on those days out, because Sunderland are so well supported. Like they they they'll sell away allocations out of every ground up and down the yeah. land, and you know they're, they're they're so starved of success, just just like Newcastle are. But it looks like that's that's going to change. Um, but they're, they're all starved yeah. of success, and the, the northeast yeah. actually is such a hotbed of football. You got people like you know Bob Paisley, uh, among others, you know from the yeah. from the northeast, um, who you know arguably I've spoken to Liverpool fans, they rate him as the sort of the best ever Liverpool manager. Uh, there's others up there too, obviously, but they just said, um, yeah, it's a hot bit of football, but totally starved of any silverware for decades. Um, unlike the Northwest, unlike London, um, unlike even the Midlands, really, if you look at yeah. successes but, of like, yeah. you know, Aston Villa, Forest, you know, over the years, like, there's, there's, yeah. Northeast has been absent from it. So, and I'm, I'm yeah. a real advocate for the Northeast as I get a bit older and get a bit more relaxed yeah. about things, a bit more hippie-ish. Um, I don't want to play those games of like, you know, hatred of Newcastle because I can't I'm, I can't be asked for that um, no. but yeah don't get me wrong if we played Newcastle I'd be totally all about would you, you know, would you them. love it if they <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I wouldn't love it if they signed yeah. that Italian striker that they're just about to That's, I'm getting a little bit nervous that they're gonna <laughs> they're oh, gonna, they're gonna do good. they're gonna do very well because um, they you know did, they're probably yeah. in the Champions League probably a year before they were probably expecting to well, so. I, one of the things is fortunately I mean I know you'll be worried about it but um, fortunately after a very rigorous um, process they did choose uh, Newcastle did manage to finally finally choose their shirt sponsor for the next <clears> Season, which um, oh yeah, which just been... happens to be a Saudi Arabian firm. Yeah. So, I wonder how much money they're getting for that. I wonder, it's like, yeah. I think that's the. I think it's a record deal, isn't it? For like, uh... I don't, I, to be honest with you, I, a bit like you were saying earlier, I don't actually know because I, I found. Um, I mean, if we're sort of just jumping into the Premier League side of things, um, 
the current thing around the Saudi money that's coming out of the Saudi Pro League, for example, this cra- I saw a figure literally in two two reports on the same thing, for example. Um, Thomas Partey is being touted around to Saudi Arabia because he may leave Arsenal if we sign certain players, etc. Mm. One one place said he's getting ten million a season, and another place said it's a hundred million a season. It's like so. So the kind of uh, the money, is that a different the currency, money, maybe. No, no, literally the <laughs> I know literally the same club in it's quoted in euros as well. So it's um it's it's a bit mad, but um yeah. Look, I think maybe I, we I, leave that maybe for we'll park yeah, that mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Episode. I'm not going to talk about that. And we're not, Just we're as not, an example, we're not, we're not going to yeah. talk about the political dimension. But we're going to. No, I think we're probably no, going to no, come no. at it from a, you know, what what's going to happen here and like you know why yeah, yeah. the motives we'll we're not, we're not going to de- delve yeah. into political things maybe we'll, we'll touch no. on them because I think you have to touch on yeah. them but we're probably not going to yeah. go deep so Matt go back to the Premier League so yeah. Arsenal Ooh. tell me about that go, go tell me about your season. well um, yeah well like good vibes man um, <laughs> the I would say a bit like you um I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I was looking forward to the season just to see how we're changing. It was, you know, we came close to getting in the Champions League at the end of the season before last. We ran out of steam. Um, you know, funnily enough, talking about Newcastle, Newcastle did us. Um, we had like got a lot of injuries, but they beat us fair and square. And you know, and Tottenham as well beforehand. So we kind of, we, you know, we we finished just outside Champions League places. I'm not the sort of person who's that bothered about the Champions League, but I think it's it's a sort of reality that if you're in the top t- of the top division you have to get in the Champions League so I, d- I do get that I mean I, I, I'll probably change my tune if we actually do well in it for once but anyway and that does sound entitled I understand but I'm not <laughs> I, it's not I just kind of you know I think one of the problems is with with if you're in the Champions League every year and you don't come close to winning it basically it, it's kind of a weird existence but anyway I mean it, is a, it is a quasi European Super League already really isn't it yeah yeah given that the top four qualify it's not even it's called yeah. the Champions League well, there's only yeah. one champion yeah. in each country, so yeah. it's already. Look, I, I actually love the Champions League. I don't like the first stages. I can take or leave them. Yeah. UK really cares. Yeah. But when it gets the court of semis finals, I think it's. I think it's a fair fight. Suddenly you've got yeah, no, it's great. You've it's got great, countries facing part, off each yeah, other. I would agree. You know, with it's, that. it's yeah. Qatar v Abu Dhabi. You know, it's like suddenly. Well, it's hang a fair, on. I thought we weren't going into that. Fight. Sorry, no. But <laughs> what I mean is, clubs yeah. with the same yeah. same access yeah. to resources yeah. suddenly are, yeah. and it's about the coaching and the recruitment and the actual and, and those that take their chances. I mean, it's taken Man City this long to get to get one. I mean, oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, you think of how long. I mean, and, and they're a fantastic team. Sorry, I'm, I'm hijacking your Premier League round. That's going. all right. I've, I'm used to it now. Yeah, um, no, it's uh, no, that's fine. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, entitled Arsenal fan whinges about only qualifying for the Champions League. No, um, it, I, I think it was just you know going into the season you had the World Cup coming up as well which obviously we comprehensively covered in our award winning but <laughs> in our own heads podcast um, but you know we had that coming up so it's a weird season as well because I know it's the same for the Championship where it's broken up with. You know, the whole world of football was obviously kind of pretty much disrupted with the World Cup, really. So so basically, Arsenal, in retrospect, we uh, up until the World Cup, we were flying. After the World Cup, th- it, things got a bit wobbly. And then basically around sort of February and a couple of heavy, like difficult you times still, against yeah, Man City. You came back and that's you still when got it, the results, didn't you? Yeah, Which is less yeah. convincingly. But, but it, it, it was, was still, just You were still thing. picking up points. Yeah, but it was just that horrible feeling. You know, that horrible feeling um, that... So Man City are just, you know, you look in the rearview mirror and they're still there, and you mm. know they're just going to still be there. And I don't want to get into the whole resources they've got, but just as a well, they do have side, many more. But, but, but they have, they have, 
they they have um <laughs> what is it they're, they're basically they they have two teams effectively and their reserve team as it were if you if you put it like that you know that the players that don't start basically the as regularly as their you know their, their normal first team i know mm. pep guardiola mixes up but basically um, they have something like a, you know a two hundred million pound wage bill, and it's like you can get two, two, two um, fully manned on like you know one hundred and fifty grand a week or whatever mm. squad. You know, it's just it's just it's so that so that's what that's what really exposed they do, the but big then difference. Isn't the story though how what, yeah. what wonderful season Arsenal had given they? Oh no, no, that's close. what I mean. I'm like, not. That, yeah, exactly. You can talk about uh, but, a deficit. And there is yeah, a deficit, yeah, but yeah. You, you look at where else. Yeah, there was doubts about Arteta even last yeah, year. Yeah, like from my what, point of view, that's all they, been put to were, bed. You know, was yeah. everyone buying into the yeah. Arteta plan and yeah. all that rubbish? It's been and, great, and actually, you know, they were amazing. Like you, yeah, you no, had I was, every, all all of your players were playing well. At, at, yeah, as you said before the World Cup, the first the yeah. first half season had been. I don't know the stats, but I imagine if the well, first we were half, on fire. Yeah, if you yeah, if scored the same point fire. second half, you would have won the league. I would think. Yeah, I, well, I basically, I don't have that stats to hand. It's it's one of it's one of the like the points total we end up with is you know would win the league prior to the kind of like the super club era you'd, you'd win it most times um but anyway it's not all about that i think what it did expose was just in the cold hard <laughs> it what it did was the cold light of day it exposed that obviously you need more resources to compete mm. right at the very top than you used to do but it also but the exactly sitting alongside that was just like football it was just really enjoyable again it made me kind of really like I don't know fall in love with Arsenal a bit more again it, I, I watched I think I watched every single game because you can do that in Australia and mm. pretty much yeah I, I think I missed about two a couple of halves basically I watched every single league game in the Premier League there was amazing moments um, coming back against um Aston Villa. Watch. I was back in England watching that game, and uh, in my with my brother, who's also an Arsenal fan, watching that in his lounge with um, my uh, nephew. So I don't know if he'll remember. He was only he's he's eighteen months at the time, so I'm not sure he'll quite remember it. By I did lose it quite dramatically when uh, <laughs> we scored a like literally in the last minutes of the game. Um, it was Jorginho, I think, hit a ball, hit a great shot, and it bounced off Emmy Martinez's head back into the goal, and that was quite nice because uh, Emmy Martinez, ex Arsenal, but he was giving it quite a lot to um to Arsenal about yeah. certain things. Um so that was nice. And then I think also Reese Nelson's last minute winner against Bournemouth, that was just oh, yeah. insane. And then I also got to go and watch talking about vibes. When I went back to England in February, I went to watch Arsenal um Brentford. I managed to unfortunately my brother legend managed to score some amazing tickets. So it was a th- it was a proper old game as well because it was a three o'clock kickoff, which actually in the Premier League is very unusual to get many three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday afternoon now. So it was a bit old school, and and the, and I've I've been there a few times before when um came to Australia, the. The, the actual atmosphere was amazing like it genuinely was like there was singing in the streets before the game the, mm. the, like in the in the you know in the in the concourse all around the ground and even it was a tough game as well because we drew 1-1 there was some controversy about a got a goal that was disallowed for offside that turned out it wasn't offside you know and uh, it's just as the wheels were creaking a little bit mm. but um it, it, actually the crowd got behind the players um you know there wasn't there wasn't a, it wasn't bad basically when yeah. things went a bit yeah. bad so so it was just really nice and and uh, you know it's not usual that you come out of a one one um thinking yeah. that was great <laughs> but it was but you no know, so, so i was really lucky to have that and i think um yeah just that vibe the the premier league as well like aside from that sort of 
ominous inevitability of Man City just winning it in the end and Arsenal sort of fading away a bit. I'm, you know, we're, I'm, it's amazing for me being an Arsenal fan that we finished second and things are going really well. Then obviously there's added pressure next year because mm. people, people have short yeah. memories. But you had to, like, you know, things like Leicester getting relegated. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know the, it was a weird, a bit of a weird season there because you kind of had this... They were generally know, this, then obviously not too good to get relegated after. Yeah, after. yeah. And I think like, you know, there was a few teams in the mix to get relegated. Everton, obviously you you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, what on earth is... I yeah. mean, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Everton because basically, I don't know, probably because I remember just being in the 80s, you know, you saw, you know, they, yeah, yeah. they were a big, they're a big team then, is it? If you get me, but um, you know what on earth is happening to them? Yeah. And then you know Leeds obviously went down, but Leicester just sort of seemed to sleepwalk into this relegation. Mm, they did. It was just they did. absolutely bizarre. They got some good players as well. They'll get some good money for yeah, some of their yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had lots of VAR controversy as usual, but obviously Howard <laughs> Webb is now um, got the VAR sort of the VAR visit. Well, maybe, so basically... we'll, maybe, part, maybe we'll put a pin in that because we'll probably talk about <laughs> yeah, VAR yeah, a bit more. Yeah. Actually, I'm Matt, we're actually, think... we're actually, oh, we might take a little break here, actually, Matt. Yeah, we'll, let's we'll have a little back. break because I, we'll I need little, to hydrate. Recharge our glasses and um, we'll come back in after yeah, these messages. Cool. And welcome back to part two of episode one on this uh, second iteration of Dan and Matt's Football Chat. Um, we're going to talk now about about A-League, which is the Australian uh, Professional um, Association Football, or soccer in brackets, <laughs> uh, league. And um, you, um, actually it's funny actually, women. some American the other day was like, it's called soccer and you're like, hang on. Half of your team still have FC at the end of their name, which was a really good point. Ooh, yes. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, we, yeah. I, I digress. Let's um, not get into talk- the soccer football thing. No, no, let's not do that. And <laughs> oh, the World yeah. Cup that was funny as well. Anyway, um, the yeah. um, the A League finals have just sort of finished a few weeks ago, yeah. and I don't know about. Uh, I've I've got quite a strong opinion on this man. I might yep. be putting the chat amongst the pigeons <laughs> on, on yep. this occasion, but I I really hate the final series. I think it's just a load <laughs> of rubbish. It's like you're tacking okay. on this this cup competition on the end yeah. trying to ape the like the you know indigenous sports that are in Australia and America because they've got the same model um yeah. whereas you know globally very few leagues have this model where you kind of have this little playoff at the end of the season little showpiece or like a little mini FA Cup like slash playoff at the end of it and the person that wins this little playoff is suddenly like the champion it's like they're not are they because they didn't yeah. win the league they didn't and I know that it's my bias and my prism through that, <laughs> I, view the world, that I view the yeah. world through but they're just not they just can't use the word champions in that in that time. I know they go, oh, premiers play if you win the league and champions and premiers or if you they call it it's like minor premiers, don't they? Well, no, they, it was, it's called premiers plate, I think, in a league. They call it the plate. Like you win the league, yeah. like that's the best. Yeah. That's surely yeah. better than winning this little. Yeah. Anyway, so I when you know like when there was the right, I think we talked about it in the last series about yeah. you know the the um the the sand bucket throwing incident and then oh, it was yeah. it was awful right but that stemmed and it, and, and you know wrongly so the, the the expression was awful and i couldn't condemn it enough but it stemmed from a walkout because they were moving the a-league grand final to sydney yeah. right which, which has now happened so this That's right, yeah. was in sydney yeah. and i remember at the time i was like I don't really care because I don't think the finals, I don't care where it's played. And actually there's a precedent in that other codes have the final. For example, the AFL final is is always in the MCG. Um, The fact that, you know, football slash soccer is actually more diffuse. It's actually truly 
truly Australia wide, which is not the same for any other sport in Australia. Um, but um, I just think the whole, ha- yeah. So look, my strong opinion is that the finals of load of rubbish need to get rid of them. That probably won't yeah. happen because of the huge money they make and the massive yeah. deal that Sydney, um, yeah, well, it's City, three Sydney years, isn't it? it. Yeah. Um, Sydney's the finals tourism, themselves, yeah. and, and, and the strange situation this year was that, you know, Melbourne City were far and away the best team through the season and then got absolutely yeah. spanked in the final. <laughs> Just yeah, but... The wheels completely fell off. Like and Jason then you're left Cumming. with this like old yeah. Central Coast of Champions. It's like, you know, they're not really that are they? They just won a one-off game. <laughs> and, you know, they're not. And I, this might sound like sour grapes. I'm not, you know, I'm a Melbourne City fan, but I'm not really. I'm not like yeah. diving the wall. Um, yeah. And I've, you know, I've got my reservations about the the, the way, the, the ownership, and we'll come to that in a later episode, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I just, the only thing I want to mention, though, is Nectar Triantis has just signed for Sunderland. So obviously now I'm a massive fan and he'll either be sold for 40 million pounds in about, about two years, or he'll yeah. just drift down the leagues and probably be in the Dutch first division um, this time next year. So who knows, it, but yeah. he could be amazing because he's a young 20 year old. He's a combative ball playing center half. And, and let's, from let's watch Central his coast. Yeah, next, right. yeah. He's, so, yeah, so yeah. He played in the final. He's he was their standout, you know, youth. He's only 20, uh, but I think he came, and I, I really love it. When he says, I came yep. to Sunderland because you've got a tradition of playing youth players. And then I sort of want to remind him, well, that's only 12 months old, that tradition <laughs> of Sunderland playing <laughs> youth players. Uh, yeah, like this great yeah. tradition of 12 months since Tony Mowbray came in of bl- blooding yeah. youth players. And in a way the that, first thing. It's not the first thing I think of when I think of Sunderland. But, well, yeah, well okay. but Joe Bellingham apparently, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but Joe Bellingham yeah. apparently said, and look, the guy that ran like that's the new Job and Jude at Birmingham City uh, Dodds yeah. is now at Sunderland. So I think they had a connection, uh, okay. a familial connection with the youth coach yeah. that was at Birmingham and basically guided yeah. Job and um, and Jude through their youth career at Birmingham is now at Sunderland. So I think there's there's a real, um, yeah, there is a real people, you know, it's like a fake. You say Sunderland have got this great tradition and it's like, well, it's 12 months old. But I think they have signed. and they, they will come. Well, yeah, because well, apparently Palace were in for in for this Triantis, and then he basically said, "Well, I'm not going to get anywhere near the first team. You're going to put me out on loan. No. I might as well sign for a Championship team and actually have that fully like embrace that and and, and enter yeah. into that in a wholehearted way. You know, embrace the club, embrace the fans, embrace the, and not go. Well, I'm at Palace, but I'm on loan at Sunderland. You know, which is what yeah. which is what would have happened because he wouldn't have got anywhere near the first team in the first year. Um, and I think that's great because it means that the you know there's a connection with the fans and and I think actually you know the um, and then maybe we'll touch on this another time. But the you know Australian sport I think is better at that connection. I think the, the football players Definitely, in England particularly yeah. have got yeah. so far away from the fans that well, probably just, the elite. Premier League. Yeah, of course the elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. anyway, sorry, mate. Over to you, mate. I've, I've talked for too long already. I'm rambling. So hey, Lee, no, tell no, me about I'll, what I'll, you think. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say I slightly disagree. Um, you know, obviously I've known you a long time. I I, I would say that, uh, if I dare to call it a diatribe against the final system, <laughs> is uh, something I may or may or not may have heard you mention a few I times. I have mentioned it. I think I, I, I say think, every year. But I, I, I get where you're coming from. I think the difficulty is, I remember you explaining it to me when I first moved to Australia because I was like, yeah, but like I think Brisbane Raw, it's Ange Postacoglu was mm. like, at his peak and, he, and Brisbane Raw had like marched you know three in a row winning the 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 winning the league as we would say in England three times but then I think they won like two grand finals so they kind of won it 
five times out of six, but not really. Mm. But but it's yeah. I remember you explaining to me because obviously um, National Rugby League and the Australian Football League AFL Aussie Rules, um, you know, they have this final system and they love a final system in Australia. For example, one of my kids he plays um, soccer fives, like which is like basically uh, five a side football. they were in the silver finals because they finished second in their division. Uh, so they play like a midweek competition. So, you know, there's, it's like, there's all these, it's finals, everything, everything's, a, you, you play a league and doesn't matter what you get to at the end of the league, you're then in a finals thing. So it's, I think um, whilst coming from England, I find the whole thing utterly bizarre. I probably not quite as, um, annoyed about it as you seem to be because it's like I can't I get it I get it I, I don't li- necessarily like it it does make it seem very odd that you basically play a full football season and then it all boils down to f- like basically three games at the end of it and that's who the champion is even if for example Melbourne City as you s- rightly said w- finished well you know I think it was eight on eight points yeah, plus it was yeah. It, yeah yeah massive that there wasn't even a, 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 a competition in the last few ga- games so um I, I think, do I, find that odd yeah, but it's I, a I, I think it's culturally culturally that's what happens in Australia but, and you, you, that's it I think what it is though Matt is because in England yeah. and other European leagues yeah, and and in you know they have a cup competition which which channels that yeah. do or die yeah. Who plays the moment the better, you know, um, blue ribboned event, ticker tape parade, you know, that kind of like the celebration of all that's wonderful about our sport. It's the FA Cup. It's the FA Cup. And okay, it's been devalued in recent years, but that's that bit. And they don't have an equivalent. They've, they've, they've fiddled around with, you know, the Australian at the FFA Cup and they've tried to make that. And I think that does work, but it's the prestige yeah. of that is just so low compared to... The, well, also, uh, also, the amount of teams you've got in the size of the country yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I and think, do you remember, uh, though, yeah. like, when you were a kid, the FA Cup was yeah. like... As good as as good as winning the league, almost. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like you, yeah. the, you know, match of the day yeah. on the team buses at nine o'clock in really bad suits, yeah. and you were just like yeah. the whole day yeah. was just like, and it was the celebration of the football association. I, I, yeah, I think, and, uh, I, and think I think that that occupies that bit, and I think trying to sort yeah. of grab that and sort of tack that onto the end of a season, it doesn't make it sense. doesn't work. No. I mean, imagine if you did that no. in England, where like you know you had like, and that's that's the cup, and we've got two cups. We're actually, in England, yeah. Yeah, you've got the, the league and the FA Cup, so I think. I think that's yeah. where it differs. There's no cup competition in the Indigenous Australian sports, and as a result, they have to kind of tack on to get that. Yeah, I said vibe. I'm going to say vibe again because uh, I've said it. It's, uh, maybe that's the episode, maybe that's the title of the episode. Say that who the knows? Title of the episode, isn't it? Vibes. <laughs> the episode. Yeah title will show itself through the course yes. of the episode yeah, anyway yeah. carry on sorry yeah. well I was gonna no I was just gonna say I, I, it's funny though um I think it works for Australia and that's the most important thing when you're here and it they works it. in England I, you know yeah. they do love it I find it odd you know because it's I, I get why it happens I do still find it a bit odd it never quite sits right um but Look, I can remember sitting, you know, like yourself, we kind of jumped on the sort of Melbourne Heart slash Melbourne City like train when that happened. Mm. But um, I remember, I think I went to a, as they would call it, I think it was elimination final and Melbourne City lost to Melbourne victory. And I was absolutely gutted. And I just remember thinking, this is weird. Like, because basically the entire season's finished. But it was, I think it was because it was a derby match. But it was just, I just remember thinking, this is really gutting. Um, and um, it just, you know, it's a weird thing because you've kind of like the season's over, but the season still mm. carries on. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's odd. But look, it, it is what it is. And I think, um, you know, 
maybe you just need to find some peace with it down somewhere. Yeah, no, I don't. Look, I like, as I I think, as I said at the start, I actually like all sports. I'm a bit strange. Apart from even motorsport, I can sort of take or leave. Yeah. Maybe the Ryder Cup I'll watch. But pretty much every other team sport, I will yeah. watch and kind of and invest myself in. We've been to, you know, we were going yeah. to watch Melbourne Storm play. Yeah. We happen to yeah, be, yeah. You, know, you know, the most, certainly the most consistent rugby league team in the whole of Australia. Yeah. And bec- you know, because of the, the culture they have. And and then I'll I'll also watch International Rugby Union when it's on. Yeah. Um, the Lions Tour will be around again in a couple of oh, years. Yeah, of course, and I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. jump on that and get up there. Yeah. I'm a massive sports fan. So it's just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really sit with me. The, I saw, yeah. Cool. What I would say though is, and look, I think our kids have got a bit older now. We used to go to get season tickets and things to go mm. to Melbourne Heart and then Melbourne Victory. Watching football here City, is Melbourne it's, City. Jesus, Melbourne City. Melbourne what did I say? Oh. Victory. Oh, you said Melbourne. No, Melbourne Victory. City. Wow. Yeah. No, definitely Melbourne City. But um, they, um, yeah, the, the the beauty of watching football here is, you know, it's a summer league. You're in sunglasses yeah. and t-shirts. You're walking up through Melbourne well, in the twilight. I'll just it's... pause you there, just briefly. The... <laughs> this is Australia, so nothing's quite straightforward. The A League, the top professional tier, is a summer game, basically. Mm. Into, but the actual football season, yeah, <laughs> every... no, runs, for real, for, runs, for normal Febu- people, <laughs> yeah, runs fe- runs February to like sort of September. So, yeah. for example, my boys are in literally in the middle of their football season as we're just rolling around into July. So it's, uh, but yeah, I totally understand what you're and saying. That's, we, and that's um, marketing, right? Yeah. That's so it doesn't go against the winter codes in Australia and it, it marries yeah. up with the Premier League and they can show, yeah, well, basically. that was the original thinking. I'm not sure that's really works out now because you can watch the A-League game and then at seven o'clock and then at 9.30, the Premier League game kicks off. That's kind of the idea, isn't it? It's sort of piggybacks. I think, well, I think sure also really just so it, it's, it's got its own space. And like you said, you know, a casual fan or, you know, you could, it is really nice sitting in, in T-shirt and shorts yeah. with sunglasses yeah. in an evening, having a beer, watching football. So there is that. But I think um, to... to, to what I would take away from this season with the A-League is there's been lots of negativity as usual with Australia where they sort of say, you know, oh, football fans over here beating themselves up saying, you know, people aren't watching the games and all that stuff. But apparently it's really cut through. Um, I'm going to use some media terms now. The <laughs> metrics suggest that, oh, uh, you know, nice. like Impressive. a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's cutting through to a younger audience now. And um, also just, I think we've sort of talked about it a bit on and off, you know, the the World Cup that Australia did really well got to the round of sixteen took you know the eventual champs um, uh, Argentina you know you know took them gave them a real good game basically um, and you got the women's World Cup around the corner as well that we've talked about but there's this Australia football fans will talk a lot about the golden generation so overseas. Uh, people will know, you know, your Harry Kills, your Tim Cahill, you know, Lucas Neal, Mark Schwartz, you know, Viduka, those kind of got, you know, Bresciano, some really, really good players. Um, And there's kind of been this whole like, oh, where's the next golden generation? Or there's no Australians playing abroad anymore. And now you've got a lot of young, decent Australian talent playing, not necessarily in the Premier League or, you know, Bundesliga or League 1 or Serie A, but, um, you know, scattered all over Europe now. Um, You know, so... And that seems to be the result of football academies in the Australian A-League and also a real massive revamp, which kind of happened when I moved over here of the football coaching for young young um, boys and girls, really. So um, sort of starting from about the age of about 12. So if you, you know, logically, those kids are now coming through sort of, you know, between the ages of sort of, you know, uh, 16 
to sort of you know 2021 and now we're seeing lots of young players like the guy you're talking about that's uh, Sunderland assigned you know there's players um you were talking about earlier Marco Tilio I think is you know uh, who's a soccer potentially off to Celtic yeah yeah off to Celtic you know there's players in Bel- in uh, Jordan Boss went to Belgium from Melbourne City there's players that you know in in Switzerland in Germany France uh, you know Dan loads in Scotland, um, so mm. you know there's there's it's it's kind of feels like there's a it's a good time for Australian football right now, which is you know it, it, which for me is good. It is. It I think I think you're right. I think they've got a lot of they've got a lot of potentially and there are a lot of players around that kind of twenty to early twenties area that could kick mm. on and um and 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 go on and play at a, sort of another level up. As you said, it's mostly Dutch, Belgian, Scotland. It's probably tier yeah. two. Of of yeah. the kind of global leagues, yeah, they're not in England, they're not in Spain, not in Italy, um, but they're you know Germany, um, but they're um, yeah they're around, and I think yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that all plays out. We will yeah. do some maybe next episode, Matt. We'll do a little bit of in the women's World Cup because I think that's yeah, really on so. my mind. I think there was <laughs> yeah. a thing the other day. It was like twenty five days till kickoff. Yeah, it's not so, long. Um, yeah. I'll do some extensive research or just do 20 minute quick look on Wikipedia. I don't know which, depends on how busy I am. Well, uh, and we'll go through some of the runners and riders and we'll talk a bit about how dark horses. Yes. And I think we'll probably return to uh, talking about kids and sport in we'll general. We'll talk about kids, yeah. There um, might be a few things yeah. running through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were a few. Yeah. So um, that I reckon that'll probably do us for now we've been uh, having so. a bit of a chat for a while um i need to probably go and check that my cats and chihuahuas are uh fully watered and fed so that's not um, a euphemism by the way no, that's actually does have cats it's a family it's a family show um yeah and yeah nothing to do with my battery start uh, looking pretty dodgy on my laptop here but yeah look it's been great uh great to get back into the swing of things again and have a chat and uh see you and talk about all these wonderful things about the world of football and beyond that we have a discussion about so um i reckon that'll do it for now don't you definitely yeah like and subscribe check out the website dan and yes, yes see you next yeah, time do that cheers <laughs>